I want us now to turn to the written word of God. As recorded in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 21. We've been reading the various accounts of Palm Sunday. I'm going to take mine from Matthew. And I'm going to share with you the message translation that I hope will add a little clarity. I think they're going to flash it on the screen for those that don't have your Bibles. It reads like this. When they neared Jerusalem, having arrived at Bethphage on Mount Olives, Jesus sent two disciples with these instructions. Go over to the village across from you. You'll find a donkey tethered there, her colt with her. Untie her and bring them to me. And if anyone asks what you're doing, say, the master needs them. He will send them with you. This is the full story of what was sketched earlier by the prophet. Tell Zion's daughter, look, your king's on his way, poised and ready, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a pack animal. The disciples went and did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They led the donkey and the colt out, laid some of their clothes on them, and Jesus mounted. Nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving him a royal welcome. <laughs> Others cut down from the trees and threw them down as a welcome mat, cut down branches. Crowds went ahead and crowds followed, all of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son. Blessed is he who comes in God's name. Hosanna in the highest heaven. As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Unnerved people were asking, what's going on here? Who is this? Ray crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth of Galilee. I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray expecting God to hear your prayer. I want you to pray expecting God to do something specifically for you. Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, come before you today as humble children because you said it is of such which the kingdom of God. We come before you, God, with various needs, things that we've been praying for for a long time. And we humble ourselves before you. We come as a collective body, but we 
have individual needs. We're, we're not trying to be selfish, but we need you to do something for us. <laughs> need you to come by Seven Mile Road today. Stop on our pew and remember us today. This Palm Sunday, as we begin the Holy Week, we are cognizant of the fact that miracles happen during this season. God, I want you to heal somebody today. Ha, <laughs> ah, God. I want you to set somebody free, bound in their spirit. The devil has tried to arrest them. I want you to loose the shackles from their feet. <laughs> oh God, in the name of Jesus, I want you to hear your servant today. Anoint me to speak your word. Use me as a vessel of honor, Father. In the name of Jesus, I come. For it is your name that is above every name. We speak that name today. We declare that name and demons must flee. And in the name of Jesus, every knee has got to bow and tongue confess. You are indeed our Lord. We thank you for hearing us today. And we consider it done. Let everybody say, amen. amen. As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Unnerved. People were asking, what's going on? Who is this? The parade crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus. <laughs> the one from Nazareth of Galilee like to use for a subject this morning, you are destined for victory. And just touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, in spite of what you're going through, you're destined for victory. Now come on, give God a shout of praise. We just practice it right about now. In our scripture today, Jesus is only a few days away from the dark hour of his crucifixion. The crucifixion was his destiny. We all have a destiny. We sometimes get off course from our destiny, veering from the path which God has planned for us. But God in his infinite wisdom knows how to get us back into his perfect and divine will. You can run and you can hide but you can't get away from God. That's why the scripture says for whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. <laughs> Your destiny is to look like Jesus. 
<laughs> That's why we have to be careful not to make decisions based on the heat of the moment. We make decisions in five minutes that may alter our destiny for a lifetime. It's been said, don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. But everything you go through, every trial you have, is to conform you to the image of his son. When you look in the mirror, you should start to see less of you and more of Jesus. Jesus had a destiny. Bible says that the Son of Man came not but to serve, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. His destiny was to offer himself up as payment for our sins. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, in order to release us from the judgment of God, God required that the ransom price was that of his only son. What we see in scripture today is Jesus on his way to fulfill that destiny. That destiny was unique. His destiny was unparalleled. His destiny was not to live but to die. In fact, Jesus lived in order to die. The scripture says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on a tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. I like the way Peter puts it like that. He says, by whose stripes ye were healed, past tense. So when you come to Jesus with your sickness, understand that he's already provided for you to be healed. But before he arrives into the holy city of Jerusalem, for the last time, he does something he hadn't done before during his three and a half years of ministry. He sets up a parade where he himself now is the object of of praise. He had never accepted public praise as the Messiah. With all of the miracles and with all of the works of God he had performed, people had no problem lavishing praise on Jesus, but Jesus held the praise in check and contained it in a small area. Jesus went about proving that he was the king of the Jews and giving evidence that he was the son of God. And the more he blessed people and the more he performed miracles and the more he spoke, people couldn't contain themselves any longer. You know, it's one thing to read about God in his word or when you hear someone else's testimony. But when God does something for you himself, then you know for yourself that God is real. I love hearing your testimony. 
but I've been through a few things myself now and I can stand up anywhere and say thank you Jesus for myself. Not, had not been for the Lord on my side, where would we be? You see, we're destined for victory. And so as he enters into Jerusalem, a crowd of thousands surround him and a cacophony of sounds bouncing off of the Mount of, of Olives serenading the air. But there is one word swelling that can be heard over and over again. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna goes the crowd. Allow me to impart a closer inspection of the word Hosanna. I want you to turn with me now to the 118th division of the book of Psalms. And we're going to look at verses 24 through 26. They'll put that on the screen also. It reads like this. Verse 24 of 118th Division of Psalms. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, uh-huh, you know it, and do what? Be glad in it. You know, it's a great day whenever you make Jesus your king. Jesus put it like this. I don't want you to take no thought for the day. In other words, you can't change the day. So why worry yourself? I made the day. I own the day. So go ahead to might as well rejoice because it's a good day because I made it. We read further in verse 25. And I like the first clause of that scripture there. Because now the tone changes to one of desperation. And the psalmist puts it like this. He says, save me now. I beseech thee, O Lord. Now at first glance, you don't see much in this scripture. So you have to tell the Lord to put on your spiritual eyeglasses so you can see. There are three parts to this prayer that I'd like for us to consider this morning. First of all, when the psalmist says, save now, they are referring to the word that we're talking about today called Hosanna. Because Hosanna means to save, save now, or save us now. Think of it like a prayer. In other words, he means come and deliver me. It means I want you to defend me. It means I want you to save or rescue me. Anybody ever needed to be rescued before? Anybody ever needed to be delivered before? He says I want you to vindicate me. Because sometimes you're done wrong. And things haven't been made right yet. But I want you to know when God saves you, part of his job is to vindicate you for the wrong that's been done to you. I need to get the victory in this predicament that I'm in. 
And I like all of that, but I hear some folks saying that I'm just going to be real. I need to be saved from myself. <laughs> Bless God today. I, I, it ain't the devil you need deliverance from all the time. Sometimes it's just the man in the mirror. Mm, save me from myself. Sometimes you got to do like Peter did when he was out there on the water. Amen. And Jesus had bid him come and Peter was believing God. But then the waves started going up. Amen. And then the wind started howling and, and Peter uh, kind of lost his faith a little bit. And he couldn't see Jesus through all of the storm that was going on. And he started to lose his faith and he started to sink and he started to drown. But he had enough courage to cry out, Lord, save me. Now I want you to know this morning that before you drown in your situation, just bottle up enough courage to holler out, Lord, save me. Oh, y'all ain't going to pray for me today. Maybe you already got it all together. But every now and then you lose your way. Every now and then things get dark. And you just got to holler out, Lord, save me. Glory be to God. Ephesians 1 says it like this, having made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. I'm so glad that Jesus came first and foremost to save little old me. Because if I had to depend on some of you all, I'd never be saved. But I'm glad the God I serve is no respect of person. Somebody holler, Lord, save me. Yeah, yeah, I need some salvation. Glory be to God. So the psalmist says, oh Lord, I beseech thee. Stop right there. The word beseech means to beg. It means to literally say please to God. You know your approach to God will make all the difference in the world. Have you ever had to beg someone? No, you haven't. You're too proud. That song say, I ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> Glory be to God The fight could have been over two weeks ago But you're too proud and stubborn to apologize To say you're sorry Scripture says a soft answer Turns away wrath You ever asked someone for something And before you asked you said please You can look on their face and tell them They didn't want to give you nothing But you said Please. <laughs> One time my lights were about to get shut off. You know you got to pray when you call them that you get the right person in the customer service department. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And I remember explaining to the lady how I got behind on my pages. And I said, lady, please, can you help me? I thought I was begging pretty good. <laughs> but the lady started telling me what I should have done, what the policy said, 
And I noticed that every time I disagreed, I heard Pecky on the computer. Like she was writing me up. So I'm getting a little ticked by now. But trying to keep my cool, so I did what most folks of my persuasion would do. May I speak with your supervisor, please? Trying to have about enough of you. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all ain't been there, have you? Let me talk to your manager. <laughs> when the manager got to the phone, I started to tell her what happened. It sounded like she was looking at what was on the screen. I said, wait a minute now. She must have put on the screen, don't help this man because he's belligerent, he ghetto, and got a lot of attitude. <laughs> I know that must have been the case because when she came back to the line, she sounded just like the other lady. <laughs> told me there was nothing we could do. I said, lady, please. She said, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. But you know, I pray. Mm -hmm. I know how to pray. <laughs> and I said, Lord, customer service down there at the utility company is tripping round about now. See, you don't talk to God like that. I said, Lord, they tripping. <laughs> Glory to God. And I need you to save me. Please, Lord, help me. In Jesus' name, amen. That was my prayer. So I called back the next day, and I got a different lady. And I spoke to this lady, and I said, I know my information is already in the computer. She said, who did you talk to? I said, well, it was so-and-so-and-so, and she wasn't very kind to me. She said, yes, I know exactly who you talking about. <laughs> I knew I was in there. Oh, my God. Lord, have mercy. So she said, Mr. Adams, we're going to take care of you. The moral of the story is learn how to say please. Pray about it because God can fix anything. And for God's sake, make sure you talk to the right person at the customer service desk down at the utility company. Because you're one please away from a miracle. But then in the same prayer, he said, Oh Lord, I beseech you, send now prosperity. Now I like that part. Prosperity means to succeed. The scripture says the blessing of the Lord Maketh rich. The blessing will expand you. The blessing will make you prosper. He said in the scripture, Beloved, I would above all things that you may prosper. That's New Testament, in case y'all got a problem with the Old Testament. And be in health even as your soul prospers. 
Glory be to God. God doesn't mind you making a lot of money. No, no, no. He don't mind you living in a nice home. No, no, no. He don't mind you driving a nice car. Not at all. What he minds is that your soul prospers along when he gives you the blessing. <laughs> the question is, can you handle the blessing? No, seriously. Can you handle the blessing? Will you give him praise when he blesses you? Will you give him honor when he blesses you? Will you say thank you when he blesses you? God gonna prosper somebody. But the writer of the Psalms adds a sense of urgency to his prayer because he says, I beg of you, save me now. Glory be to God. When do you want me to save you? The answer is now. When do you want me to prosper you? The answer is now. When do you want me to bless you? And the answer is now. When do you need a miracle? And the answer is now. When do you need a blessing? And the answer comes back. Now. Anybody need a now blessing? Clap your hands if you need a right now blessing. Hallelujah. The Bible says he's a very present help in the time of trouble. And so in our scripture text today, it tells us that Jesus left Bethlehem on his way to Jerusalem. Bethlehem means house of figs. And it's just east of a little town called Bethany. Bethany means house of dates. It is from the palm of the date tree that the people gather the palms and the palm branches. The people hear that Jesus is getting ready to go into Jerusalem. But Jesus was not the only hero they were going to see. Just a few days prior to this account, Jesus had performed a crazy miracle that people just had to come see for themselves. Okay, I, want you, I won't hold you in suspense any longer. So the Bible says, and they came not for the sake of Jesus only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he raised from the dead. Many on account of him went away and believed on Jesus. You know what? People may not understand every scripture from the Bible, but they know one thing. The last time they saw you, you were at the club, and now you're in church. The last time they saw you, you were smoking weed. They called you Weedhead Johnny. But now you're talking about praise the Lord. Y'all ain't saying nothing today. When you get through talking about your miracle, people are going to want to see Jesus for themselves. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Anybody told anybody what Jesus has done for them lately? Glory to Jesus. So Jesus sent two disciples into the village to retrieve a donkey and the donkey's colt. The key word is he sent them. 
Amen. God sends you. If God sends you, he is going to be just like he said. Amen. Because God knows what's down the street and around the corner. He knows what's up ahead. Amen. God knows where your blessing is located. Glory be to God. Jesus told them where to go and what to say if anybody asks questions. God already knows what's going to happen. Amen. Now the skeptics may say, well, Jesus prearranged everything for somebody to release the donkeys. Uh, but that may be true, but God will prearrange a blessing with your name on it. Amen. I, I still have to follow Jesus to get in. I still have to follow Jesus to get the blessing that I need. God already, already knows where your blessing is located. He just needs somebody that will obey. Say, Lord, if you send me, Lord, if you send me, I will go. Amen. And so now it says here that he told them to loose the donkeys when you find them. Amen. Praise God. Because God can't use anything that's tied up and bound. God wants you to be free. Amen. Free from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. The scripture says that whom the son has made free, he is free indeed. You need to stop looking over at the corner to see if so-and-so will give you permission to praise God. Last time I checked, so-and-so didn't die for your sins. Whenever you feel the spirit moving, you ought to just wave your hand. Wave your hands in the air and praise him just like you don't care. Hallelujah to God. But the scripture tells us that all of this was done that it might be fulfilled. Praise be to God. Jesus came that the scriptures might be fulfilled. The prophetic word had gone out. And the word now, it's time for it to be fulfilled. Glory be to God. And I want you to know this morning that everything that God has promised you is going to be fulfilled. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care how bad it seems. I don't care how much money you don't have. If God has made a promise, I know he's able, strong enough, bad enough to bring it to pass. Glory be to God. We learned this morning that the interesting thing about this donkey is that it had never been written before. Praise be to God. Anybody that has to ride a donkey before knows that it's a rambunctious creature. Amen. You just can't get up on it and mount it and think you're going to ride the donkey. It don't work like that. The donkey has to be broken in. It's got to be trained. It's got to know that the rider is the master. But Jesus, when he told the disciples to go, he didn't ask them to break the donkey in before you brought him to me. He just said, bring him to me and I'll take care of the breaking. And so sometimes what we got to do is stop worrying about those that come in and don't look like us, don't act like us, can't praise the Lord yet like us. With all your pompous and ditty self, like you've been saying all your little life. But you got to let God do the breaking. You got to let God test the heart. You got to let God change the mind. 
Let God do the breaking. If he can break the ass, he can break anybody. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to pray for me today. But that's all right. God can break anybody. The toughest, he can break your heart. The stiff necked, he can break your heart. The rambunctious, he can break your heart. He broke Saul's heart on his way to Damascus. And Saul said, Lord, what do you want me to do? God gonna make that man. God gonna make that woman. Say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Come on, give him some praise today. Oh, my God. My God, my God. So the Bible says that they brought the donkey to Jesus. Amen. And Jesus got up on the donkey. It was parade time. And Jesus now is the center of attention. Because he had done so much for so many. So they just couldn't contain it any longer. I don't know if you've ever been to that place before. Where the joy is just so much. It's just bubbling up inside of you. So you just got to praise God. You just got to tell God thank you. You got to tell God I appreciate you. You got to tell God Lord I know I'm not deserving of the least of your goodness and your mercy. But I'm so glad. I said I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you looked my way. Anybody glad he looked away this morning? Come on and give him some praise. Hallelujah to God. Yeah. So the Bible says that now they got into it and they began to spread their garments in the aisleway as Jesus mounted the donkey. The king now is coming into Jerusalem. So the Bible says that some of them got so happy that they took off their coats and they strewed it down into the road because we got a dignitary coming. We got a king coming. We got someone that's coming in the name of the Lord. And I can imagine that that wasn't enough so they looked at the palm trees and they pulled down branches praise be to God and they said Jesus you are the Messiah where my palm at where my palm at they said Jesus you are the one that we've been looking for Jesus you are the one that made a way for me Jesus you are the one that healed my body Jesus you are the one that opened my blind eyes Jesus you are the one when I couldn't walk look at me now look at me now I can walk when they said I was crazy you cast the demons out of my spirit you are the one right on King Jesus right on the Bible says that Jesus came into Jerusalem glory to God and I can imagine that Lazarus was standing by his side saying look at me I was dead four days but Jesus called my name Jesus said Lazarus get up and all of a sudden 
Lazarus heard his voice, got up out of the grave. I want you to know today that God can speak to your dead situation. It may have been four days. It may have been four years. But God is going to speak to your dead situation and say, get up. Get up. Get up. Come on, pray with me today. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I got something to praise him for. I got something to bless him for. Praise be to God. I see another woman. That was the woman that had the issue of blood. She was there saying, look at me. I'm healed. I went to doctor after doctor. But Jesus healed my body. Do I have a witness that can say, Jesus, Jesus healed my body. Glory be to God. It got so bad that pandemonium was taking place in the heart of Jerusalem. Folk was waving palms, saying one word, Hosanna, 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 Hosanna to the king, Hosanna to God in the highest. They got so happy. I can imagine a few folks had to cut a step and said, look at me now. He blessed me. I can dance. Glory be to God. They said, Hosanna. Praise be to God. Because the palm represents victory. The palm represents victory. I told you, you're destined for victory. Come on, put your hands together. Woo! My, my, my. Because when the king returned from battle, they would salute the king. And they had palms in their hands. Glory be to God. Because the king was returning after battle. He was returning victorious. And I want you to know that Jesus is victorious over all of your situation. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And this is our faith which overcometh the world which giveth us the victory. Glory be to God. Well, you know, there's always some haters in the crowd. There's always somebody that don't want to believe. There's always somebody that's complaining about all this noise. So the Pharisees got involved and they say, hey, Jesus, make your disciples shut up. Make them be quiet. They're giving you all of this homage. They're giving you all of this praise. But that kind of praise only belongs to God. But Jesus and the rest of the crowd knew what they were doing. They knew that he was the Messiah. They knew that he was the promised one. And they said it's time to give God the praise. I said it's time to give God the praise. I said it's time to give God the glory. I don't know about you this morning, but I got a pent up demand to give God praise. Somebody in this house need to put your hands together and give him some praise. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna 
in the highest. Our king is here. He's king of your heart. He's king of your mind. The Pharisees said, wait a minute. Tell him to shut up. But Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said, wait a minute now. If these would hold their peace, the stones would cry out. Oh, my God. I don't want no stones crying out for me. He's been too good. He's been too kind. Stones haven't been redeemed. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Stones can't praise him like I can praise him. I got a reason to praise the Lord. I got a reason to clap my hands. I got a reason to stomp my feet. I got a reason to say Hosanna. I got a reason to say Hosanna. Say Hosanna. Say Hosanna. Say Hosanna. 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 Hosanna in the house. We serve a mighty God. We serve a good God. In spite of what you're going through, you're going to make it. In spite of what you're dealing with, you're going to be victorious. Praise be to God. Anybody want to praise him today? Anybody want to praise him? Hey, hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Some of you got testimonies and you're sitting on it. Some of you brought you through some things and you know it wasn't nobody but God. This is a good time to tell him thank you. This is a good time to say Hosanna. Say Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the king. Hosanna. 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 Hosanna.
Wave your palm in the air and praise him like you're done too.